Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 273 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we're reading Luke 12 and 13, and we'll also read Psalm 118. Let's get to it. Meanwhile, a crowd of many thousands came together so that they were trampling on one, on one another. He began to say to his disciples first, be on your guard against the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing covered that won't be uncovered, nothing hidden that won't be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in an ear in private rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you the one to fear. Fear him who has authority to throw people into hell after death. Yes, I say to you, this is the one to fear. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight? Indeed, the hairs of your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And I say to you, anyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Whenever they bring you before synagogues and rulers' authorities, don't worry about how you should defend yourselves or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what must be said. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Friend, he said to him, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? He then told them, watch out and be on guard against all greed because of one's life, because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. And this was a common kind of a teaching that Jesus made. Then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I will do this, he said. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life is demanded of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then he said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or about the body, what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn yet. God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're, you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, you of little faith? Don't strive for what you should eat or what you should drink, and don't be anxious, for the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. These things will be provided for you. I'm sorry. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags and for yourselves that won't grow old and inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
be ready for service and have your lamps lit, you are to be like the people waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can open the door for him at once. Blessed will be those whose servants, blessed will be those servants the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will get ready, have them recline at the table, then come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or even near dawn and finds them alert, blessed are those who blessed are those servants. But know this, if the homeowner had known what at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also be ready because the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Again, this is where all these people who are like, like I just saw a guy on TikTok the other day that was like, all these things are happening. God is coming back on September 24th. Well, September 24th is coming gone. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is the case, but God has such a sense of humor. I, I believe that's true. I believe that's evident. Um, that there's a part of me that really does say, and I think I've said this before that um, people who want to put a specific date on it, even if God had decided that time, I think he would change his mind because he said, no man knows the day or the hour. Jesus said, not even the son of man knows. Why do we keep trying to pinpoint it instead of living for building the kingdom? Lord Peter asked, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord said, who then is the faithful and sensible manager? His master will put in charge of his household servants to give them their allotted food at the proper time. Blessed is the servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. See, that's it. Do the work. I mean, keep your eye on the sky so you're ready, but like be about the father's business. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying in his coming and starts to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, that servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know. He will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the faithful, with the unfaithful. Oh, goodness, with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. But the one who did not know and did what des what deserved punishment will receive a light beating. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be entrusted. I came to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already set ablaze. But I have a baptism to undergo and how it consumes me until it is finished. Do you think that I came here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west right away, you say, a storm is coming, and so it does. And when the south wind is blowing, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why don't you know how to interpret the present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you're going with your adversary to the ruler, make an effort to settle with him on the way. Then he won't drag you before the judge. The judge hands you over to the bailiff and the bailiff throw you into prison. I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last cent. At that time, some people came and reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he responded to them, do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all the other Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those 18 that the tower in Siloam fell on and killed, do you think they were more sinful than all the other people who lived in Jerusalem? 
No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He told the vineyard worker, listen, for three years, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? But he replied to him, sir, leave it this year until I dig around it and fertilize it. Perhaps it will produce fruit next year. But if not, then you can cut it down. As he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and couldn't straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid his hands on her and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Again, this is like the cycle. And he's trying to teach them something, right? Um, Responded by telling the crowd, there are six days when work should be done. Therefore, come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, hypocrites, doesn't each of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and lead it to water? Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham, for 18 years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said these things, all the adversaries were humiliated, but the whole crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things he was doing. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like and what can I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the sky nested in its branches. Again, he said, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like leaven that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until all of it was leavened. He went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. Lord, someone asked him, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. Then you will stand outside and knock on the door saying, Lord, open up for us. He will answer you. I don't know you or where you're from. Then you will say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I don't know you or where you're from. Get away from me, all you evildoers. You can know who Jesus is and not have a relationship with him. And he wants a relationship with everyone. It's not enough to say, well, I go to church. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Have you accepted the work he did on the cross and received the grace and mercy that poured out when he gave his blood. And have you asked for forgiveness and the repentance of your sins? If you haven't done that, it doesn't matter how many Sundays you've attended a church service or how many old people you helped cross the street or how long your grandma and grandpa pastored a church or how long your mom and dad served in a church. None of that matters. It's about you and your relationship with God. Get away from me, evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown out. They will come from east and west, from north and south, to share the banquet in the kingdom of God. Note this, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. At that time, some Pharisees came and told him, Go, get out of here. Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go tell that fox. Look, I'm driving out demons and performing healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will complete my work. Yet it is necessary that I travel today, tomorrow, and the next day because it's not possible for a prophet to perish outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I've wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is abandoned to you. 
I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 118, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let Israel say his faithful love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his faithful love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his faithful love endures forever. I called to the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and put me in a spacious place. The Lord is for me. I will not be afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? The Lord is my helper. Therefore, I will look in triumph on those who hate me. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humanity. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in nobles. That'll preach right there. All the nations surrounded me in the name of the Lord. I destroyed them. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me in the name of the Lord. I destroyed them. They surrounded me like bees. They were extinguished like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I destroyed them. They pushed me hard to make me fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. There are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's hand performs valiantly. The Lord's right hand is raised. The Lord's right hand performs valiantly. I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but did not give me over to death. Open the gates of righteousness for me. I will enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate. The righteous will enter through it. I will give thanks to you because you have answered me and become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came from the Lord. It is wondrous in our sight. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, save us. Lord, please grant us success. He who comes in the name of the Lord is blessed. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God and has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God, I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. That's it, friends. I hope you have a great day. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.